This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd, and Tom Reed. Hi, everybody. It's Civilized Barking. We are in the Indiana Convention Center. It is day three, I guess, of the NFL Combine. Zach Jackson, Jason Lloyd here on Radio Row. Uh, pretty cool setup. The bench press over there uh, where the media interviews have been taking place all week just around the corner, uh, just down the hallway connected um, to here is Lucas Oil Stadium where the on-field workouts, the things you'll see will take place. So they changed up the combine this year, Jason, to give it some primetime flavor. Um, and that's that's generally my old man gripe. I'm not going to call this a non-event because it's a huge deal. The whole league is here. Yeah. But when people say, how was the combine? Well, it's generally a bunch of things that aren't real sexy or aren't made for TV. Right. They're tried to turn into something that everybody can sell and get excited about. Making the sausage on live TV. <laughs> yeah. Kind of sort of. For yeah. Number one, this thing is huge, like spatial-wise. This thing is enormous. The convention center, it's a great set of convention center attached to the stadium and all that, but... I mean, it's, it'll take you 20 minutes to walk from one end to the other, especially <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, which I never know where I'm going. And number two, you know you've made it when the Athletic has a space on Radio Row. Yeah, this so is a heck of a setup. This is better than your hotel room, which is where we <laughs> recorded a pod last year. Yeah. We, it was you and I, and I think we had a spool projector, and we recorded a podcast for our anniversary, which here we are again. Happy anniversary to us. Three years in Cleveland uh, next week, yeah. March 1st. And uh, we look all professional and everything now. We got a space. We got a banner. I even took a shower this morning. (laughs) Wow. That's big doings. Well, I really needed to. Let's be (laughs) honest. (laughs) I don't want to hear about what you, because you did disappear last night. We we had a nice uh, group team dinner for the athletic. And then Zach was gone. And I haven't seen him again until just now. So I don't know what seedy underbelly you, Indianapolis, you found last night. I am too old to do Indianapolis the way I used to. (laughs) I pushed the bedtime by it. An hour or so, anyway, last night. Um, Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. So, um, you know, I think if you're listening, you have some idea of what goes on here. Um, You know, NFL Network starting tonight, Thursday night, that is, in case you're listening later, you know, we'll start showing the workouts live, and those are the measurables. That's where you see the guys and and the freaks of the freaks. But this is about the interviews, uh, getting face-to-face. And even though the Browns you know, didn't have their team intact, they're meeting these guys for the most time. I mean, five of the six top offensive tackles are underclassmen. You don't see them till then. It's right. about the medical reports to make sure you're not taking damaged goods. Uh, the combined drug test, otherwise known as the intelligence test. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they've, for months. They've been noticed, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so just don't fail this one. Um, and really, Easiest test you'll ever yeah. pass. So it's about the formal interviews where the teams get 15 minutes with the guys and they have the film ready, and you can be damn sure, Jason, that the Browns were as prepared as can be for that. But really, you're just evaluating. You know, they're they don't sleep much. They're thrown. They're basically herded here together, um, and they're about to be multimillionaires. But you're watching them interact, handle pressure. You know, how do you talk not only about the good parts of their game and their college career, but maybe the bad parts. And then eventually you go home and you try to make it all fit. And we know how the Browns have drafted in the past. And we know when things, for things to eventually change, that that, that has to change. Yeah, they, obviously they have to start drafting better. I'm curious. I, I would tend to believe that the Browns will have the best process of anyone. <laughs> yes. Uh, whether or not that leads to positive results, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, obviously, to see what they do in, in the first round. I believe they'll trade down just because that's what they do. You know, when you talk about the depth of, of the line, I'm under the assumption they're going to draft a tackle. That's just an assumption at this point. And, and to me, it's 
this is, you know, there, there's premium positions, and this is, you would hope, their last chance to get a premium position filled with an elite player because you're not going to be drafting at 10, uh, hopefully, in the future. I know it's the Browns. I know. I'm naive and stupid, and I say naive and stupid things all the time, and you laugh at me and call me on it, and then I have to say, okay, that was naive and stupid. So here comes another one. Hopefully the Browns won't be drafting 10 again next year. And left tackle is one of you can You can find a, a playmaking wide receiver in the second, third round. You can find a running back second, third round. Quarterback and tackles, to me, you have to get in the top 10 or 15, or you are not going to get an elite player. So for that reason alone, I would like to see them take a tackle in the first round. But if there's five of them that they love and they're at 10, I could totally see them trading down. Yeah, um, I think you're right that, that history shows that this is where you get to tackle. That I mean, let, Joe Thomas is way the outlier. Sure. 11 years Hall of Famer, yep. right? But yep. the guy that's going to be for multiple years and eventually you're going to pay him that second contract. And it's not that you don't worry about that position, but you can say we are solid. Yes. Here. We are not chasing that. Yes. So if an opportunity does come to chase something else, we can use those resources, draft picks, money, both somewhere else. And especially when you look at this team right you want to say you have your quarterback you want to say you've got some playmakers certainly the best group that you've had and you got some holes on defense but you would love to be able to say the best way to support this quarterback and let him be our quarterback is to block better for him and while we're here at 10 or even if they go to 14 or 16 let's get that left tackle and let that be the guy for a long time do are, are you how sure are you that tackle is their target in the first round? Well, I, I right now, you know, two months from the draft, three weeks from the start of the league year, I would say I'm 80% mm-hmm. sure. And that's to say that out loud sounds a little light, honestly. Really? You have the possibility of taking Isaiah Simmons, the Swiss Army knife from Clemson. You have some other areas. You, I mean, let's, let's be honest. This team has holes and needs. Yeah. But we I, talked I, about last night at dinner. Who, are the, who, who is going to tackle on this team? Who is yeah. going to get guys on the ground? <laughs> right. I mean, you need line. You're playing against Lamar Jackson for the next five years minimum. Yep. You need linebackers. Yep. yep. Um, that's for sure. But, yeah, I just think it most likely shakes out. And I know a lot of people have already deemed trading down to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. They're scarred. Yeah, And I right. get it. Sure. I don't think it is. I mean, we just mentioned it. This team has other holes. Right. There are six tackles, and we don't know – you know, what the interviews, the medicals, and, and all that will say. And we know that over half of them are 21 years old and maybe aren't ready, ready right now. Right. But if you can maximize, and again, this comes back to the no doubt, one thing we're finally sure about the Browns is they're going to be prepared as hell yeah, for yeah, this. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> if you say, hey, we like tackle four or five darn near as much as we like tackle two or three, and tackle one's gone, then why not? Like, I, 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 I understand the angst if that's the right word but i think trading down is the play for this team so if you go let's say and i don't have the you probably know this off the top of your head i don't let's go 10 to 14 who's at 14 you know who's 14 i don't have that right. well, let's do that but, but let's say let's say they go 10 to 14 what's the price on that is it a third are they uh, picking up an extra third it's right around that yeah it's it's probably some combination uh-huh. of that but yeah you're looking at a third if it's a good third or maybe you're looking at um, you know, if it's if it's sixteen or eighteen, it's a two. If it's yeah. fourteen, it maybe just as a three. A three, and then maybe you swap. I don't. I don't want to go sixteen or eighteen. I think you're leaving yourself far, way, way too open at sixteen or eighteen. The team's leaping, coming up in in, in front of you. Fourteen, I'm, I'm okay with. If you want to drop three or four spots, five spots, and and pick up an extra dart to throw at the board, okay, fine. Especially under the circumstance you just laid out. If you like five and six as much as you like. 
two and three, and number one is gone already. Okay, fine. Pick up the extra dart yeah. and throw it at the board and see what you get okay, out of it. Okay, so I, I did a bad job. 12 at the Raiders, um, potentially a quarterback team. Yep. 13, the Colts, likely yeah. a quarterback team. Yeah. 14, Tampa, we don't know. Probably not a quarterback there, but we don't know what's going to happen. But aren't those James. quarterback teams going to try and jump? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, if, if you're going to okay. go down. Um, 16, Atlanta, a team that is built to win now and needs a lot of defensive help. Yeah. And so maybe a Simmons or one of these top tackles, uh, Kinlaw or Brown from Auburn are there, and they say, we need to come up and get this guy. Yeah. Uh, 18 at the Dolphins, they have those extra picks. Yep. But they probably go quarterback at five. I don't I know. Think. Again, we don't know. Raiders again at 19. I mean, uh, it's it's going to be tempting. Yeah. And, and they, they will be prepared, so we'll give you that. Um, I just think, guys, I don't think the Browns are going for it this offseason or this year. I just, I just read your story that we just posted, and it was alarming to me. It jarred me when you said, they're not rebuilding, but they're not necessarily playing for this year. Yeah, I, I, People are going to go crazy if that's the case. Yeah. Explain why you think that. Well, I, I, everything's new again, and yep. we've seen how this is. And although I'm the first to say that this team, if they can just get in and out of the huddle, <laughs> <laughs> that they have a chance to be a lot better than they were last year. Think about what you just said. <laughs> Let, let's step back. Get in and out of the huddle. You watch the games? <laughs> This is peewee level. This isn't even JV. This is freshman in junior high. Yes. Get in and out of the get in and out of the huddle and get yes. lined up properly. I mean, just in your division, you have two of the best organizations in all the sports. Yep. You know, yep. I mean, I, I just think you look at the AFC. There's a wide gap in talent and certainly in having been there. And one of the problems last year, other than all the discipline and all the drama and all that. The Browns still have very few guys who have ever won anything, Jason. Yeah, we hit on that hard last and year. And in this yeah. league, you will see 5-11 and 11 teams go 11-5 and five the next year. But generally, the ones that get there, that really win, have been there. They got to 8-8 eight and eight or 9-7. and seven. Yep. They got in the playoffs and won a game. They retooled. They took a step back. And then in the following two, three, four years. So I just until I see that step, and we're coming on 20 years since they played a playoff game. Wow. We're 13 years since they had a winning season. I'm just of the see it to believe it camp. And as for why I think that, new means new, first-year head coach, first schemes, first-year organization. I don't think they're going to take many chances in terms of risking future money mm -hmm. or going with last year when they said let's get as much talent as possible and see how it works out. I think it's going to be methodical in adding B and C list free agents to add some maturity to the team and pass some wisdom and knowledge along and hope that that maturity holds up over the course of the year. And I think draft-wise you're going to see safe, smart guys who are either never going to be A players or at least a year away from being that. Okay, so then the second thing that you wrote that jarred me was you mentioned <laughs> Brock Osweiler. Yeah. And that something like, maybe not to that extent, but something like that yeah. could be in play. And again, I think people are going to hear that and go crazy. Well, but, and I understand that. However, the first time the Brock Osler trade was actually brilliant, it was the execution and the handling of it that was bo was botched. They had the money. Shouldn't you get a first for that type of money? You, that was my, again, from a thousand foot view, because I was not anywhere near this team at the time, but I looked at that, and again, from my NBA background, I look at that and go, that's enough money for a first round pick yeah. in the NBA. You get a one for that. Why don't you get a one for that? Valid question, NFL? because ones are so valuable here. They're just, it, 
But there was what sixteen million? Yeah, that's not. Worth but it was a only one? one year of sixteen million. I don't care. It's sixteen. It million. was allowing the Texans to get their guy. So, but sixteen million is to me that's worth a one. Yeah, I, I we're getting off track here, but right. I, I, that had always stuck with me that you should get a one for that. But you liked the move, and you thought it was. What didn't you like about that? Well, they they didn't know what to do with Osweiler. They should have just cut him right away and said this was this was our straight money ball play. But they kept him around. They didn't have a plan at the quarterback position. And then after allowing the Texans to get off this albatross of this contract, then they traded, made another trade with the Texans and allowed them to take Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I mean, and, and listen, if you yeah, feel like bummer. the 17 draft was really where the Browns messed up, then I can't argue that. But in the here and now, what I mean by that is some team – that needs to cut a guy or needs to create some space, I believe the Browns would be willing to take on in a short term because they know they're not going to win anything of substance this yep. year. Um, that to add to the pick stash or to the chance to add some players to that defense. Because I just think, with few exceptions, I think you have to get guys in and see who's going to be there. I mean, this is the byproduct of changing yep. evaluators and changing schemes every year. Yep. Is the risk of free agency is already great, but it's that much greater when you don't know how a guy fits because you don't even know how you want to play or who he'll be next to or any of that. And that constant change in turn has hurt the Browns so much, and it always leaves you with that uncertainty, and it always makes what's already a gamble in free agency that much more of a gamble. I hate being a hypothetical guy, but I'm going to be hypothetical. Guy. Well, that's all we are here. <laughs> I mean. It drives me nuts sometimes to play the what-if, but I'm going to play it. If John Dorsey is still the general manager, how much different is our conversation right now, and how much different are the goals and targets of this organization? Yeah, well, I mean, he would have to answer for his complete lack of a plan at left tackle. Yeah, uh, in fair. The, in the wake of Joe Thomas, and, and, and that was a big part of him getting fired. But we would be talking about a team that was is looking to make a move to and just go for it. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I guess, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Like, They'd still be targeting a, a, a tackle in round one, I, I would believe, right? I think you we would, can, They would have to. But some of the conversations that we're having right now about, well, they're building for not necessarily right now, and, and maybe they look to take on a bad deal for an extra pick, and, and some of this other stuff, it feels like we would be having a completely different conversation. Right or wrong, we'd be having a completely different conversation if John Dorsey was still the Yeah, um, and, and it is hypothetical, but last year they pushed the chips in. Yeah, they did. Right? So yeah. when you're in that spot... Don't you just have to take whatever chips are left and push them back? I in? guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't think that group's going to do that. I think this group has has been studying the last seventeen World Series of Pokers <laughs> <laughs> and has a sheet of all the moves <laughs> that either ended or advanced somewhere. They're not holding two seven, but they, what do they got right now? Maybe three nine. <laughs> Four this ten. is the thing with the Browns, is you never know what kind of analogy you're going to stumble into, right? <laughs> you can make an NBA analogy. Yep. You can make a food analogy. Yep. But with the Browns, you don't ever know yep. <laughs> yep. what yep. it's going to be. Yep. And uh, I want to change the subject real quick. Uh-huh. Joe Schobert. Yeah. I think he's gone. That's my hot take. I don't think he's coming back. And I'll tell you why. Because of the quote that you put in the story. So I wasn't here with the day that uh, Barry and Stefanski talked, but... You know, one thing that kind of stuck in my head was the soundbite I heard of Barry say, Joe has earned the right to go look at other teams or go see what yeah. his values or something like that. And then I combine that with the quote that you just put in the story today about uh, what, what, how Barry defines being aggressive, being aggressive with pre-market extensions for our homegrown. 
he did not mention, he did not seem to me to make any indication that they want to be aggressive in not allowing Schobert. He flat out said Joe has earned the right to, to go out and look. That tells me Joe Schobert is not coming back. I read it the same way. Um, the one counter to that would be that they've had so much on this plate and they got, he got hired so late yeah. that they weren't here to do. I think what he's saying is ideally we want to do this in October, November, December going forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. So they haven't had that opportunity. But I think when you look and see, I think that Joe Schobert knows he's going to make X amount of dollars. Okay, mm-hmm. And I don't think the Browns <clears throat> in these discussions right now are willing to go to that number. So yeah. I think they're willing to say what he's – I think that is maybe the one bit of truth slash openness. Not that he lied, but he just wasn't very open. Right. Where he said, okay – we're going to tell Joe, go get that number. Yep. And if he does, we'll God bless him. From another team, then then we'll move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are the other free agents I'm not thinking of right well, now? Well, I mean, Olivier Vernon is scheduled to be the highest paid player on the team. That's. But zero of those dollars are guaranteed. So for most teams, that's an easy cut. Yeah. But again, you have a team in transition, and you don't have another NFL defensive end to play that spot. Yeah. Christian Kirksey, no guarantees, seven or so million guy you'd love to have around. Has not played the last two seasons right. except for a handful of games because of injury. Most teams, that's an easy cut. Yep. This team, you don't have any linebackers. That's so. that's the alarming part because I, I I don't think Joe Schobert's back. But now you're creating another need when you already have so many other needs that you're looking at. How many? And I guess that goes see why back I start to, thinking they need more third round picks. Yeah, and I guess <laughs> it goes back to what you're saying about like winning this year is not the primary because again, like I look at the defense, I don't know who's going to get guys on the ground. Yeah, the secondary is a wreck right now. If they lose Schobert and Kirksey, you have you need a whole new batch of linebackers. And oh, by the way, we still need they still need two left tackles. We were talking about the tackles earlier. Yeah. You cannot possibly fill all of their needs. I don't think in one draft and free agent class. Correct. Correct. So I think in an ideal hope is you build your foundation draft wise, free agency wise, trading for somebody else's player and hoping you can get a couple years out of him. And you go out there and say, okay, this is about Baker. We, we got two new tackles. We have two receivers who are legit. Yeah. And we, we start to build this offense of what we want it to be. And then a year from now when we have more of an idea of who we are and where those holes are, we know they're going to be there. You know, another thing he said was, and this is totally true, Stefanski, I think it was Stefanski more than Barry who was like, look, guys, there's not one roster, including the teams that played in the Super Bowl, where they look and say, we're done. We're great. Right. Like, you're always trying to sure. get better, and you always have circumstances yep. at certain positions. But, I mean, I just look at where the Ravens are, where the Steelers are, assuming Ben has – I mean, they went 8-8 eight and eight with the Duck. Yeah, I know. I know. It's un- That organization <laughs> I could say a lot of things that rhyme with Duck. Yeah. Um, the Bills are on the rise. The Jets won more games than the Browns did, guys. The Dolphins were in the ballpark, were <laughs> yes. in the vicinity, and they traded everyone in September and tried not to win. Yes. So I just think you look and say, we want to establish who and what we are, and then from there have a better idea. I mean, Dorsey did leave them extra picks for next year already. They're in good shape cap-wise. It's no longer top three in the league like it was for so many damn years in yeah, a row. Yeah. But – you have more talented players than you've had before. You're in good shape cap-wise. You're just not there, and that's okay. Eventually, you have to take account of who and where you really are. None of that happened last year. There was not one thought that maybe this was too much too soon, and that's why we're here but right now. The, the, as the clock ticks now, and some of these guys get closer to mega extensions, and again, you know, Baker's a long way from being a $100 million quarterback, but one great year this year, and that's what he is. You have to pay him. So... Are they not running out of time because, you know, the old 
cliche, I don't know if it is an old cliche, but the thought, the standard thought certainly is once you start paying your quarterback, it's a lot harder to win. Sure. You have to win when he's on, on this type of money. So if you're telling me, hey, it's not going <coughs> to be this year, are we not running out of time? Well, no, that thought was the justification for last year's moves. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, and it, it is a legitimate thought. However, I don't know that you're running out of time. Okay, if Nick Chubb has another year, then he's going to want paid. Yep. But is an analytics group going to pay a running back? Nope. And technically, you have him for two more years, and then you have the franchise tag. Okay? Denzel Ward, you would think, is going to be one of those mega extension guys. But he's got to prove it. He's got to stay healthy. Yes. And he's got to play well. Yes. You know, he is – Denzel Ward is 22 years old, and he has all the talent in the world. There's still a really good chance he's a top-five corner in this league. Is he right now? No. Yeah. You know? Who are going to be the guys around him? I mean, right now you have three starters on the defensive line. Ogan Joby's under contract for one more year. Richardson's two, but it's essentially one. Miles is two. You, that's going to get done. Behind them, you have Denzel. You have Greedy, who the jury is very much out on. You have nobody at safety. Yeah. You have nobody at line. Mac Wilson's a promising young player. He yeah. has accomplished jack squat. It yep. could go either way. Yep. He could be a fifth-round steal, yep. or he could be a guy that's not on the team in two years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Sione Takitaki was a third-round pick last year, and you can't pencil him in as a starter at linebacker. You want to run you have a coach that wants to run two tight end sets. They don't there's no guarantee they have an NFL tight end. They drafted I, one in the first round three years ago. I'd say Nujoku's a, a NFL tight end. What's he ever done, Jason? Well, <laughs> I I'm by no means a big Nujoku fan. I've gone around and around with Adam and Dustin in this on the air because that, yeah. I think they're both pretty high on him and I kinda but I will at least say he's an NFL tight end. He's better than Ricky Seals Jones and okay. and the Harvard guy making acrobatic catches. But he was in the getting zone. benched last year because they couldn't count on him. Well, yeah, but I, I, I don't – I look at anything Freddie did and dismiss it. Okay. <laughs> I don't put any faith in anything. And that's no. fair, but the guy was – he was in the doghouse because he wasn't running the right routes. He wasn't in the right place, and there's no guarantee he catches it even if he All hits. right, fine. Well, then he can go sit at the unemployed <laughs> table with Freddie and Jason Garrett that we saw last night at uh, Harry and Izzy's, uh, the, the unemployed coaches table of Jason Garrett in Freddie Kitchens. And he was not wearing brown and orange, so I guess he doesn't matter anymore because he was wearing blue. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I had to get that in there. Um, it seemed like a good spot. Listen, I, I just what I'm saying is they got 41 catches out of their tight ends yeah. last year. Yeah. You know, and it was a lost season for Njoku. But you know, you need guys to rise. And in that run in 18, Njoku rose. Higgins rose. I mean, yeah. when the quarterback plays well, all of this high tide raises all boats. All of a sudden, your third safety and your right guard matter a lot less yeah. when the quarterback's playing well. So, okay, let's. I don't know if we talk about this or not, but Miles Garrett, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, Denzel Ward, they can't keep all of those guys. Am I missing a big Oh, time? they can. You think they can keep all four? Yeah, they can keep all four. Yeah. Well, then they're not going to have Jarvis and Because, listen, your left tackle would be – Yeah, you're not going to have at least one of those guys. Yeah. Your left tackle would be on a rookie contract. Yeah. You know, presumably your linebackers and the rest of your fill-ins would be on rookie so contracts. So you think they can keep all four of those guys? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, that, and that, But I assume that means you're – like, there's no way Joe Schobert's back then. It, it, on that team making that money that right. we expect him to make. Right. And that, that's the other thing is they might be willing to pay Schobert, commit to a year, year and a half. But on the market, Joe's going to get two and a half years of guarantees. Yeah. Two two years of guarantees. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, and listen, Joe has to do. I mean, Joe in a story last year is very open to me. The second contract is where you make the money. Yeah. It's where you set up. I want to buy a house. Yep. I want to know where I'm going to be. Yep. He gave four years to this team. Yep. We'll see. I, I'm not shutting the door by any means, but I I have nearly the exact read on the situation here three weeks from the start of things that, that you do. Okay. And I know going back to the Senior Bowl that there's going to be a market for Joe Schobert. 
because I know what another team's linebackers coach asked me what I think about Joe Schobert. Not that my opinion carries right. any weight, right. but he was ta- that yep. was on his list. Yep. Of, yep. Let's. Yep. This is one of the guys we're going after. Yep. Yes. Uh, as we probably start to wrap up here, your thoughts on the labor situation from the pl- and again, it's just one locker room. But you know, I talk. I had a number of random conversations with Browns players this year who all kind of felt like we were headed toward a work stoppage. Really. Yeah, and I'm and and it seems like the players are divided now on whether or not to take this deal. I've I mean, you know, Marquis Pouncey was very outspoken on right. on Twitter the other day about I, I you I'll give you money, but you can't take this deal. This is not a good deal. Uh, was it JJ Watt? I think that was outspoken against it. So some pretty yeah. big name players. Do you think they will get something done? Where do you think this is headed? I do. I although I think the NFL was definitely posturing a week or so ago and leaking that it's almost done and trying to put the pressure on there. Yeah. I think that they're trying to get ahead of it is a really good sign. And that the, the I, I can't speak obviously how the give and take will go, but the fact that the actual work stoppage is a year away mm-hmm. and they're on the doorstep, knocking on the door, yeah. foot in the door, whatever that is, sure. I take that as a positive. And I think both I think both sides at the core of it understand there's too much to lose. Yeah, there's too much to take. From a PR standpoint, from a money standpoint from the league is thriving yep. the league is rolling let's not mess this up so that that's my read on it i don't know that it'll be in a week i don't know that it'll affect the, the start of the league year next month but i, I do think they're far enough down the path now later. yes that they'll get it done before it comes yeah. to a stop that's my read on everything yes i have nothing else to say how about you um no i mean i could go on so go ahead <laughs> what else you got i would love to be able to sit in those interviews <clears throat> oh yeah, you know, yeah, sure. Where they have got one of my favorite stories here, and I don't have this on 100, percent so I can't say the name of the coach. But obviously, technology wasn't what it is now. Sure. So you know, now if I've Jason Lloyd, offensive tackle from Louisville, right? I've I've got everything queued up on my laptop and on the screen. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm not saying it was back in the 80s when there was actual film, but it technology's come a long way. Yeah. So during these interviews, they're like speed dating and a literal horn goes off and you go to the next one. And if you're a player and you have three back-to-back, you look at your credential and it says you're in room 109 here, you're in room 107. Sometimes there's a break. Some nights you only have one or two, but there's nights you have five in a row. Wow. So they were having trouble with the video. So they're freaking out, obviously, because this was another regime that was very deliberate and wasn't going to bend oh, from so this how is they Browns. were going to. This is this Browns. Browns. Okay. Yes. So they're freaking out and they call the video guy in you got to get this fixed for us, right? Well, again, I don't know the whole details, but he's trying to get it fixed, and it's time for the next interview. So they basically, he goes in the closet because the coaches are so, and GM people, <laughs> try not to give this away, <laughs> are so sensitive and think it's so important that this guy said, well, anyway, the 15 minutes is up, and the next speed dater is there. And so this video guy spends 30 to 45 minutes just sitting in the closet <laughs> because no one thinks it's enough to, to let him get out. <laughs> So I I guess in retrospect, now that I've said it out loud, I guess they probably did get it fixed. Yeah. Because he wasn't out of the (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, folks, these are the Cleveland Browns. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You got any other good combine stories? You gotta have you gotta have good combine stories. Yeah. That you can share. uh, in this format. (laughs) I don't know. Um I got some free agency stories I'll share over the next few weeks. How about that? Okay. So listen, here, here's the deal, guys. Um, you know, when the season rolls around, we're going to have two free civilized barkings every week, and we're going to still have occasional content behind the paywall when it can. Uh, but really, the goal for the off season is to concentrate 
on longer-term stories and only chime in on the podcast when we can really further something or where there's something going on. So obviously in free agency, in the trade market, uh, we'll be active here. But between now and then, will it be one podcast? Will it be three? I guess that kind of depends on what happens. You know, if the Browns come out and cut Olivier Vernon or definitively say we're going to let Schobert walk, we'll pot. And obviously we'll be writing all this. Uh, but it's going to be sporadic other than that. And really when you think about it, Jason, like two months from tonight is the draft. So that's a long way away, but it's going to go fast. Yeah, it, is, it does seem like a long way away. Yeah. Two months. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that hasn't really been talked about a lot, but it is a big deal. You know, this draft is in Vegas, and it will be a show of shows. Yes, it will. But next year is in Cleveland, and that's a big deal for the city. It, it, it really is. Why, why does it? Why do you have to follow Vegas? Yeah. You don't want to be, you don't want to follow the guy. You want to follow the guy that follows. Why exactly. can't it be in like Green Bay? Right. Vegas and then Green Bay and yeah. then Cleveland. But so it, it will be interesting. And of course, you know, the, all the Browns fans have had for so long is the draft. So yep. Um, yep. we'll see. You, the goal, as you mentioned, is to not necessarily be picking in the top 10. Can I sit here right now and tell you that's going to happen? <laughs> I, I, the longer I talk to you and the more I talk to you, the more I think they are going to be back in the top but 10 I, next year. Again, I'm not trying to be negative. I just think no, it's the very reality realistic. It's very realistic. the situation, the schedule's much easier. And, again, just simple organization and discipline should make the product eminently more watchable and give it a chance to be more successful. Getting in and out of the huddle successfully. <laughs> but you got to win games, man. Yeah. And yeah. it's not easy in this league. They're going to score a lot of points. They're if the quarterback plays points. well. Yeah. And again, I'm going to put not all of it on Freddie, but I'm because Baker is culpable. But I'll put a lot of it on on Freddie, that how they somehow added Odell Beckham and got worse on offense yeah. is baffling to me. It really is. So I I think that with with competent adults running the franchise, like competent adults, Kevin keeps saying April sixth. It's the first day of school. When when you have a new coach, you can come in two weeks earlier than the other teams. Yeah, it's laid out. You know, it's shoot in his interview i'm sure what is your offseason program what do you do and he keeps talking about april 6th his family's going to move here his kids are going to go to school and he's going to stand in front of that room april 6th well good luck yeah <laughs> yeah the browns always start two weeks ahead of everybody else <laughs> it, it really does do them no good it does them no good <laughs> uh, yeah anyway um so again so the March 18th is the league year, guys. That means March 15th is the legal tampering, which means the illegal tampering that started today will start to leak out. <laughs> um, you know, in the March 6th to 15th, 14th window, um, the league meetings are at the end of March. April 6th is the Browns' first day of school, and April 25th-ish. I know that's one of the draft days. I don't know what, but it, but it's two months from today as we sit here on February, whatever the hell day it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time on Civilized Barking.